Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we turn our attention to leading man Shad Kapoor, whose latest film Kabir Singh is looking to be a hit at the box office, despite controversial reviews. First up, Kapoor's debut, Ken Ghosh's 2003 School Days Love Triangle, Ishk Vishk, with Amrita Rao and Shanaz Treasury. Then, Kapoor plays a pair of brothers with speech impediments in Vishal Bardwaj's celebrated crime thriller Kamine from 2009. Finally, Kapoor's own father, Pankaj Kapoor, directs him in the 2011 romantic melodrama Mosam, opposite Sonam Kapoor. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Welcome back, lovers. We are discussing the work of Shahid Kapoor, because he has a, a new movie out, Matt. A new movie you didn't like. Uh, have you heard about this movie? Have you heard anything about this movie, Matt? Yeah, there's been some talk on Twitter about <laughs> this movie. I don't know. I, I think I saw someone talking about it. Yeah, I saw I, you talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you've seen me talking about it. Anyone yeah. else? And you loved it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah? Uh, so, uh, we are not going to be discussing Kabir Singh in this episode. Uh, we'll be saving that for our next episode, so that's a, a bit of a tease of what's going to be happening uh, next time around these parts. Movies about jerk-offs. Well, <laughs> well, at least one movie about a jerk-off. Um, but yes, I, I, I have to say that uh, I kind of saw this coming because I've seen Arjun Reddy, the mm-hmm. film that, uh, that Kepri Singh is a remake of. You didn't like that one. I did not like that one. I've been saying that for the past couple of years. And uh, when the trailer for Kabir Singh dropped, it looked like it was going to be exactly the same movie. And the the uh, the response was pretty excited. Um, and, and Kabir Singh is doing very well. So, you know, congrats to Shahid Kapoor. He's had his uh, biggest opening ever. Uh, you know, he kind of needs a hit, though. He does kind of need a hit, yeah. And, uh, and I do... Like I said, we're not going to get into Kabir Singh in this episode. I'm going to keep you all waiting for for our next episode. Though, as you mentioned, Matt, I, I've, I've been pretty vocal about what I think about it on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, I, I do, despite this most recent film, I do like Chad Kapoor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we thought this was a good a good opportunity to, to go back and, and discuss his uh, his career and, and some of his notable performances. I think we might have seen all of his good movies in our, you know, auteurist series rather than our yeah. uh, him as actor series. Yeah, we have seen a lot of his best work and we've and we've discussed a lot of those films, uh, you know, so things like Uta Punjab Hater. and Hater. Uh, Rangoon. Have we? Well, we did Rangoon in like a wrap-up episode. Yeah. We've never like done a deep dive on Rangoon, but I good. do like Rangoon. Yeah. yeah. Though he's not. He, that's the one that where he's playing against type. Yeah. 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 Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Over the course of this episode, um, articulate what you think the Shagapur type is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess before we get to the three films that we've chosen to discuss, we'll give a bit of background on Shagapur. He's the son of actors Neelama Azim and Pakaj Kapoor, uh, though they split up, I believe, when he was around three. Okay. Um, and his brother is Ishan Qatar on uh, his mother's side. Have we seen an Ishan Qatar movie? He's the new guy, right? Yes, he's the new guy. He was in Beyond the Clouds and Dadak. Yeah, you've seen both of those. I've seen both. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah? It was good. I mean, we saw young Shad Kapoor in Dilto Pagalhai and Tall. 
as yes. a dancer in the background, and a role that I think he was well suited to. Yes, he started his career as a dancer, and it's as you see in Zotopako uh, High and Tall, where he's just kind of in the background. Uh, we've discussed both of those films in the same episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's convenient Convenient if you want to hear our exclaim over Baby Shahid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he moved on to commercials before making his debut in 2003 with Ishk Vishk, the first film that we're going to be discussing in this episode. He starred opposite Karina Kapoor in his second film, Fida. They're like and, a Jody almost, right? Well, they were for a long time. <laughs> and you will... You know, if you follow the gossip... Which I don't. No. Uh, you would have noticed that they never shared any screen time together in their most recent film, Uta Punjab. Yep. And I believe they only showed up together for one promotional event. And then all the other promotional events that they did for the film, they were Were separate. they dating? Yeah. Uh, and then something happened. Yeah, they broke up on... We've discussed this before. They, Jab We Met? They broke up on the set of Jab We Met. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like... I get the impression there's bad blood there. So you have to wonder what, like, filming Rangoon was like with Saifali Khan. Yeah. Maybe they commiserated at, you know, dealing with Karina Kapoor. I bet she's a bit of a handful. Yeah. She seems high maintenance, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like her. I like, I like her, her, too. I, like I think her. she's One great. One day we'll do an episode about her as well. Um, so Fida and subsequent films flopped. Uh, till Choop Choop K in 2006, which was also opposite Karina Kapoor. In 2006, he reunited with Amrita Rao for the fourth time in Suraj Varjatia's Viva. So he's got a lot of kind of pairings that he goes back to a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess now, like he's done two films now with Ali Abbott, so I, I wonder if he'll do more with her. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he'll do more with... Um, Kangana Ranawit? No, they did not get along, Matt. No. Does she get along with anybody? <laughs> I mean, this is where I make a joke that she used to get along with Rithik Roshan, but... Hello. I don't want to make that joke. You did. Uh, anyways, Viva, uh, or Vive, not sure how it's pronounced, was a big hit. Uh, unsurprisingly, as um, Barjatia, you know, is, is a big name and a lot of people flock to his family-friendly films. Yeah. He received his first nomination for Best Actor at the Film for Awards for 2007's Jab We Met. A movie we've also talked about. Yes. And it's also really good. So good. One of my f- all-time favorite romantic comedies. I love it. Um, he uh, then starts his collaboration in 2009 with Vishal Barjwaj in Kamini. Uh, it received rave reviews. We will be discussing that film in this episode. In 2013, he starred in Prabhu Deva's R. Rajkumar, and that became his highest-grossing film up to that point, despite the fact that critics hate it. You saw it, right? Uh, I have not seen that one, mm. but uh, I thought that was an interesting note, as it seems like history is repeating itself with Kabir Singh. Where probably having... not for the same reason, though. That um, looks like a dumb masala comedy, right? Yeah, probably not for yeah. the same reason. And I should say, like, critics are are polarized on Kabir saying more than they hate it, but I think the people that hate it really hate it. For <laughs> Those who hate it, hate it a lot. <laughs> uh, he won the Film for Award for Best Actor for Hater in 2014. Well-deserved. Uh, yes, well-deserved. I will say our episode on Hater is exceptionally long, but I I love that movie. It's uh, good. That one blew my mind. Yeah. And, and that was the first official Bardwaj film I'd ever seen. Then he did Shandar, which also kind of blew your mind, but in like a different way. 
Oh, Shandar. You know, I will oh, say... We've also talked about we've Shandar. We've also talked about Shandar. We've also talked about Idi Punjab and Rangoon and yes. Padmavat and Kabir Singh we're going to talk about. So, like, late period Shah Kapoor, we've covered quite a bit. Yeah. And you talked about the battery one, too. Um. Oh, yes. That he did last year, the, the kind of social drama one. Yeah. Um. Oh, do not ask me to say the name of that film here. Hang on. I'll pull it up. Bati Gol Meter Chalu. Uh, that, uh, incredibly <laughs> forgettable film. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. After Shandar, he starred in Abhishek Chobe's controversial Inter Punjab. I think he's uh, the best actor in that whole thing. I don't know. Diljit Assange is really good. And Ali Abbott's really good. And Karina Kapoor's really Karina good. Kapoor's but very good. He's... He's playing, like, Dilja Dosange is doing something that he could do in his sleep. Cop? Corrupt cop? I think. Really? You have not seen as many Dilja Dosange films as I have. He is... Sure, I haven't seen all the Punjabi ones, but, like, that's a well-worn archetype. Rapper who pees on the audience? This is new. But Dilja Dosange is usually, I don't know, that's very against his type. Mm. To be, like, that reserved and, yeah... I don't know. I guess it's always it's always impressive when you see an actor kind of in a new a new mode. They're um, all really and, good. And Shahid yeah. Kapoor is certainly like is that's a big role. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a kind of dirty, grungy, yeah, in your face role. Um and so I can see why he was attracted to Kabir Singh. Interestingly, he's apparently a teetotaler <laughs> despite playing all these uh, you know, drug addicts and drunks. Hmm. Uh so yeah, I can see why why he would have been tapped or why he was tapped for Kabir Singh after something like Uta Punjab, which came out in 2016 and earned him the Filmfare Critics Award for Best Actor. He then again worked with Rishal Bajraj in 2017 in Rangoon and with Sanjay Leela Bansali in Padmavat. So he's kind of become a bit of an auteurist favorite. Yeah, uh, Sandeep Vanga is uh, auteur of making the same movie twice. Yes, his latest film is Kabir Singh with from Sandy Banga. It is currently in theaters and it's a remake of the. You said it was like a psycho shot for shot remake almost. I mean, I haven't sat down and compared them, and notably, Cabby are saying is about 10 minutes shorter, give or take. It's missing a scene where the main character kind of chastises a group of some, some friends or some guys that he's talking to about. Um, oh, hitting on stewardesses or something, right? An air hostess. Um, this seems out of character for what I know about the guy. <laughs> but pretty much everything else felt exactly the same. Hmm. Like all the scenes were there. Who's a better actor, Arjun Reddy or Kabir Singh? Um, I apologize that I do not remember the name of the actor in Arjun Reddy. He was relatively he, he was he was a new guy, and I'm not as um, well versed in Telugu cinema. Uh, I. I would say Shahid Kapoor, but that's just because I've seen more of his work. Yeah, you'd see that it's different from other things he's done. Yes, I can see more of his range and more of his style. So sure. it's just kind of a... He does have range. I'll give him yeah, that. He I, does try all kinds of different roles, hey? I'm choosing him based on kind of fam- familiarity. Sure. Uh, so that's a bit of background on Shahid Kapoor. I, and why isn't he one of your guys? Why? He's handsome. He's in lots of romantic comedies. He's very handsome. He's in Sanjay Lila Bonsali period pictures. He's in Vishal Bardwaj Shakespeare pictures. And he's in, you know, other ones that you really hated. But, like, you know, he's been in a lot of movies you liked. I don't, 
I don't think I find him a sure thing in the way that I find... It's hu- it's tough for him to carry a movie himself. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. Like, in the way that, like, Ranveer Singh, to me, is a, like, a sure thing. Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't have that same feeling towards Ashai Kapoor. I've, like, I've, I've really disliked some of his films. The first time I ever saw him was this utterly forgettable film called Fata Poster Nikla Hero, uh, which, like, did n- nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it really wasn't until Hater that I started to take notice of him, which, I mean, did come out the following year. Um, and then at, kind of after that, like, at, with Shandar and Utu Punjab, I, I noticed how handsome he was. <laughs> He's got that going for him. Uh, That's but, halfway to your heart, generally. And I do, I do like him. Uh, though now that I've seen him kind of push that crazy in-your-face personality he can have to its limits, um, I realize that's maybe not the thing I love most about him. Because you kind of see, you kind of see this ramp up with these roles going from, uh, you know, hater to Uta Punjab and then to Kabir Singh it just kind of feels like he's on this um, upwards trajectory in regards to like but he's swapping mania. but he's going in between those with yeah. Shandar where he's like the straight man basically in that one where he's a bunch in, of crazy crap happens and such great dancing in it yeah and then Rangoon where again he's the stolid you know yeah. soldier yeah and Padmavat is like he's very toned down in Padmavat yeah you know, luscious. Rajput, Rajput Pride. We watched Padmavet again last night. Yeah. So with with friend of the show is Trina Patel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he I doesn't just, dance at all in that one, does he? No. And and he, he is, stands around. He stands around watching a lot of dance. He is an excellent dancer. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, he started his career as a dancer, and that's one of the reasons why. I mean, despite the fact that Shandar was made by um, <laughs> a less than a great bad, human being, a bad dude. Um, I still kind of have a soft spot for that film because the chemistry with Elio Bot is really strong and the dancing is really strong and there's just some like there's just a very fun energy. In the cross dressing sign was kind of fun. Yeah, and he he looks great. Mm-hmm. He really does look great. He looks good in period pictures. He yes, he's a very handsome man. He's got like I classical just, leading man looks. I just I don't know like there's something there's something kind of missing. For me to like truly embrace him as one of my guys. Okay. Is he one of your guys? Um. Yes. Okay. I think he is. I mean, Saif Ali Khan. Saif Ali Khan is one of my guys. One of my guys. Ajay Devkin's one of my guys. Yeah. He's not, not quite on that guy. level. Ranveer Singh is one of my guys. Ranveer Singh is one of everyone's guys. Everyone loves Ranveer Singh. Yeah. But he's not quite on that level of being a guy. But like, I know he's usually going to try really hard, right? Yeah. Yes, I would say like He doesn't phone anything in. No, he doesn't. He's he's committed. And that is one thing that I I admire about his filmography and all the performances that we've seen. You know, despite the fact that I think it's from what I've seen it's a rather uneven filmography, but it's no more uneven than anyone else unless you're Ramveer Singh and yeah. that is just kind of like Yeah, you just make like six classics. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of like you know, but even Ranveer Singh has Ladies vs. Rookie Ball, which I do like. Yeah. But and Kill Deal, which I haven't seen yet, but yeah. it's kind of forgettable. Yeah. So, yeah, I quite like Shai Kapoor, though, you know, after this most recent film, which uh, I apologize if we're talking around. 
this is just an incentive to tune into the next episode. Yeah, I just I think that that performance is too much for me. Hmm. It's too much. I I think you know I think he he needs to dial it in from there. Though I do like when he's doing his you know his Tommy thing or his hater and he's he's going big. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he goes big without kind of bringing it back to earth, like without reigning himself in. Yeah. So I guess, uh, is there anything else you want to say about Chakapur? Well, I'll get to my idea in a bit. But the first thing we watched was Ishkvish. Mm-hmm. came out in 2003. Translates to what? Love and Romance, I think the subtitle yeah. said. Yeah, there's a song that says, I'm tired of this Ishkvish nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars Chakapur, Amrita Rao, Shanaz Treasury, and uh, Neelam Azim playing the difficult role of his mother. <laughs> yes. Uh, this was a sleeper hit, and it won him the Best Male Debut at the Film Fair Awards. Uh, let's see if I can remember what happens in this movie. So Shad Kapoor is a guy going to one of those, scare quotes, colleges that seem a lot like um, high school. school. Uh, this one's an especially weird one where there's like <laughs> trees that have coke stuck to them and soccer balls. And most of the action takes place in the cafeteria. They're not trees. They're like pillars in the cafeteria. Yeah, but they have like branches sticking out with coke on them. It's also very clear that... Coca-Cola paid for sponsorship in this film since people yeah. are constantly asking for Cokes. Yeah. Um, I got a real Josie and the Pussycats vibe off the look of this movie. Okay. Because there's a lot of logos everywhere, and it's kind of doing that late 90s, early 2000s, I'm going to say Austin Powers, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, like over-the-top visual style that's kind of 60s reminiscent. Mm-hmm. There's a throwback guy named Rocky who's like the the love guru of the school, and he, yeah. he would fit in in like an Austin Powers movie. Yeah, I got a very kind of like she's all that vibe. Maybe that was more yeah. of a kind of narrative thing than a visual aesthetic. Although it does kind of have that... A kind of like Beverly Hills 90210 look to it. Yeah. It's definitely like teen romantic comedy. Yeah. It, it picked that look and it went for it. Yeah. It's, it seems very adjacent to the kind of stuff that Karen Johar does with Student of the Year. Although and not Kuch as Kuchar well Dehay. executed. And I think that this is like almost a stealth remake of Cooch Cooch today. Mm. But uh, Shai Kapoor plays, at first a guy I thought was kind of a loser and his reasons for what he does seem depressingly low rent. Um, he has a girl that has been in love with him since they were little kids, played yeah. by Amrita Rao. And in order to go to some guy's beach house, <laughs> he pretends to be her boyfriend. And he doesn't pretend. He actually, like, asks yeah, her out and says he, he loves He does her. boyfriend stuff, but, but he just all, wants to go to this beach house. Yeah, it's all under the guise of going to the beach house because... The cool kids at school say you can't come to the beach house unless you have a girlfriend. And it's totally like an empty uh, challenge. Well, the other thing is, spoiler alert, there's maybe like eight people that go to this beach house. Like I was thinking it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be like this huge party and there's tons (laughs) of people there. But it would be super awkward if you're going there just to, I don't know, hang out at a beach house. Yeah. And like... All the other girls there are with their boyfriends, and your buddy Macho is there. He sneaks in without bringing a girl. So it's like, you know, you could have gone camping or something. It's, it, it, doesn't, it, it didn't seem like as good of an idea as I thought it was going to be, and I thought it was a terrible idea to begin with. Yeah, but it has that kind of like she's all that premise in that he is dating this girl who likes him under false pretenses. And here's the thing. So it doesn't even do the she's all that thing of like, 
oh, she's wearing glasses, so she's like a nerd. And like, it's not a My Fair Lady type thing. It's yes. just like, she's just, she seems fine. Which she likes you. Get, just, yeah. Just go, just be her boyfriend, you and asshole. What the f- I mean, that's one of the things that I really like about the film is that Amrita Rao, like everyone calls her a nun and everyone kind of, essentially that she's like a goody two shoes. Yeah. Uh, she's a Betty to Shanae's Treasuries Veronica. Yeah. But one of the things that I really like is that Amrita Rao never has to kind of get made over to... She looks beautiful as is. What's the point? Yeah. She doesn't need to change herself. Exactly. And a lot of these movies have that kind of like... That makeover fantasy at the center of them, like even even Lainey, Rachel Lee Cook's character, and she's all that. Like even though she kind of by the end, like you know, is still her artsy fartsy self, she still like transforms into looking beautiful, even though she looked sure. fine before. But that sort of narrative is at least a narrative, <laughs> whereas this one is just like, okay, there's a girl that likes you, uh, you pretend to like her for a stupid reason. And then, like, I don't know, you seem to get along well. You've liked each other since ki- being a kid. you're doing a very bad job in this plot description. Anyway, Shania's Treasury shows up as the new hottest girl in school. Well, but this is after... After there's a big blow-up at the beach party. Yes. Uh, Amrita Rao does not like Shahid Kapoor's advances. No. Um, which are, again, because this is a Hindi film, somewhat difficult to parse. He tries to hug her, and you think that in reality this would be seen as, like, yeah... They want to. She, he wants to bang, and she's like, "No." Well, it's essentially like he wants to go further than she does, and he feels like. I mean, so I guess what we're supposed to understand that his like drink was spiked, and so his inhibitions are lowered, and he tries to pressure her. Sure. And she's not having any of that because she's great and knows her boundary. Shanae's treasury shows up. She's super hot. You're missing the point. They What's go the point? back when they're back at school in the cafeteria. She breaks up with him. Well, he says, "Kiss me now" in front of all of these people to prove that, like. You know, were a thing, and you know to like forgive me for my indiscretion. She says no, and she won't do it because why should she kiss him in front of all of these people? And so then he throws a hissy fit and says that he's going to date the hottest girl in school. Yeah, and then conveniently, Shanaz Treasury shows up. Yeah. She is the hottest girl in school. I sometimes see her name written as uh, Shanaz Treasury Walla, so it was Shanaz Treasury here. I'm not sure which is more, which is. Sure. Which is standard. And we know her from Deli Belly. Yes, and uh, The Big Sleep. And The Big Sleep. Uh, no, not the, the, the... Not The Big Sleep. The Big Sick. The Big Sick. If she was in The Big Sleep, I would have to say that she looks amazing for <laughs> being in a movie 70 years earlier. Okay. Yeah. So she shows up. She shows up. She's Veronica. Super hot. I would say equally as hot as Amateur Rao, though. Like, this is definitely a lateral move vis-a-vis hottest girl in school. Um, she has... But she's dressed... Trendier. She's dressed a bit trendier. She, she shows more skin. Yeah, and her thing is that she's obsessed with Sachin Tendulkar, <laughs> the cricket player, uh, which um, Shai Kapoor's character finds out through Rocky, the creepo who like stalks girls and like gets their details for horny nerds. The Reggie of the group. He's not even a Reggie. He's like if Dilton was focused on, like, boning instead of science. And I was waiting for the scene where we find out that he's actually a virgin, doesn't know anything, oh, okay. but that doesn't come up at all. Is the guy who owns the beach has the Reggie? Yeah, that guy's the Reggie. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, and Macho's the jacket. Yes. 
that that matches pretty well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, using his knowledge that Sachin Tendulkar will definitely get her motor running, he sets up a crazy situation where he hires a guy to pretend to be Sachin Tendulkar, say, Shah Kapoor, you're my best friend. I love you. I'm going to go play cricket now. And Shana's Treasury is like, you know Sachin Tendulkar? Holy shit. And he's like, yeah, I do. So they start dating. She actually does like him. Like, yeah. apart from the basic premise of their relationship being a lie, which yeah. is similar to his other relationship being predicated on a lie. Yep. Um, you know, they do get along. But then she starts getting jealous of Amrita Rao because of their, you know, decades of connection mm-hmm. and history and stuff. And it all kind of comes to a head uh, before the school dance, which is definitely a thing that happens at university. <laughs> All right, you finally got through that. I did uh, it kind of like Michael Peña would describe this movie <laughs> in his Ant-Man character. Um, if you say so. Yeah. I I really liked this. Now I will say I have a soft spot for teen rom-coms, sure. uh, especially the ones of kind of my heyday in the 90s. I think we're supposed to understand these people as being in their early 20s. Yes. They are acting like they're 15. I think but... at one point one of them even said that they were 20. I think it was Shana's Treasury, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, like with movies like Student of the Year and Kuchko Chotehe, I... Um, Student I of the Year and Kuchko Chotehe, three times as good as this movie. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, you know, I, I understand that, like, and we, we also see it to a certain extent in, um, in even films like Three Idiots, where like college stuff in Bollywood, um, obviously there's a different school structure in India. But it seems to equate to high school. Yeah, college stuff kind of equates to our high school stuff. Which is probably why the Archie movie will be set at Riverdale University, I guess. Yeah. And also, like, these, these seems to be more like, like sage-ups. Yeah, yeah, which is what they have in Quebec, but it's kind of like a vocational college. Not quite a prep school, but like not also like in Three Idiots where it's like a technical school. Yeah, it's This one's just kind of like what you do after high school. Yeah, it's what you do after high school before you go to university. Yeah, like and a prep we don't, school. we don't have that. We don't have that here in Alberta, but no. uh, they do have them in Quebec. Yes. So, so that's kind of... You know, I, I keep needing to read more about the structure of the Indian school system. Because if you go by the movies, it doesn't make any sense. Much like the Indian legal system, the education system will never make any sense to me. Well, I wouldn't say it's that it doesn't make any sense. It's just that it's foreign to us. Yeah, but it's like pitched at an emotional level that, you know, I was beyond at that point. Yeah, yeah. So everyone is just kind of like, they might be 20, air quotes, but really they're like, Acting like sixteen and seventeen year olds, yeah, or at least you know what. Well, we would perceive that, yeah, yeah. Act like an arm move in in Western films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I do have like a strong love of the teen rom com. You know, I I love movies like the aforementioned She's All That and Clueless. Can't hardly and, wait. Oh, I love Can't Hardly Wait and Ten Things I Hate About You. All that stuff. Ten Things I Hate About You is probably the best one. Better than Clueless, Mel. I mean, you're always going to stand for Clueless. You're going to need to reassess this. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to watch Clueless again. Oh, but. we can watch Clueless again. I am. I'm well aware. <laughs> we Aaron is what? Aaron is pulling out a Blu-ray of Clueless right in front of me as I as we speak. She just had it. So to be fair, you just rewatched Ten Things I Hate About You, so it's fresher and it's freshest in your mind. Yeah. Uh, and and this film, it has that energy, you know, and it has that kind of like 
that Archie structure uh, mm-hmm. that, that we've been referring to. And Here's the thing about Archie, though. He likes Betty for who she is. He also likes Veronica for who she is. He, there might be like a scheme or two, depending on what they're up to or what Reggie's doing. But he's not, Archie's not going into both of those relationships lying. Uh, Archie is a jerk he is and a, a self-absorbed asshole. He is a self-absorbed <laughs> asshole, but at least like... Who's constantly playing Betty and Veronica against one another. Yeah, Sean Kapoor is not playing them against each other in this movie. He's playing a separate game against each of them that goes horribly wrong. Yeah, and I do like that he's not... He's a brat. He is a brat, and he's totally self-absorbed. That's my thesis, by the way. Shia Kapoor, generally, Rangoon, and maybe a couple of the movies aside, is a brat. And plays self-absorbed characters. Plays self-absorbed dickheads who get what they want despite not deserving it, Mm -hmm. usually. He doesn't play cops very often. He doesn't play public servants. Poster. Yeah, there was that one. But, like, he doesn't play cops. He doesn't play... Fata poster. Yeah, the one you were talking about earlier. He doesn't play cops very often, which is a huge thing for... uh, Bollywood guys. He doesn't play like the underclass working man type who gets up against the system. He's usually well, that's like, what you get in Batty Char. Yeah, the battery oh, one. Geez. Yeah, but like he doesn't do that often. What he's good at is playing like wealthy dilettantes who can just do whatever they want with few consequences and just mm-hmm. do like romantic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get into that a bit later. But like that seems to be his comfort zone. You think so? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Um, I do think in some of his best roles, there's kind of a kind of an inner conflict, um, and 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 that would go from like Hater and and Rangoon and Uta Punjab, and even here in Ishkvishk. Um, but the inner conflict is like, um, here's two things that I want. Or here's my excesses are catching up to me. I should just keep doing them? <laughs> like, think about his character arc in Uta Punjab. That's one time where it's like, I'm a rich dickhead who gets whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes the consequences of his actions and seeing kids listen to his music, doing drugs. And he decides he wants to save someone's life. Yeah, and, and so I, th- I think you see that in a lot of his films where he, or, or some of his best roles where he kind of, he starts out self-absorbed and then yeah like eventually has to wrestle with this inner conflict but in Ishvish, Padmavat um and Mozam I'll say we'll get to that later mm-hmm. he kind of just stays self-absorbed the whole time I don't think so with Ishvish. I think Ishvish he has a he has a transition so he, oh I didn't see it at all he starts out kind of like um taking advantage of Amrita Rao and kind of like using her as a way to... Um, Go to the stupid beach party. Well, essentially to give him social clout at school. But that was another thing that I thought was weird, because it, I guess, yeah, once they're dating, everyone thinks he's cool when they, he hangs out with them. But it wasn't exactly clear as to what everyone thought of him and Macho before. Yeah. Like, no one was pushing them around and calling them nerds, that kind of thing. And then when he's with... It's tough when you don't speak the language. You kind of have to deal with, like outside influences to see like okay what is, what is the social standing at this school mm-hmm. uh and then with shanaz treasury who you know like she has like an intro scene kind of like when you see Siddhartha Maholtra yeah. show up at student of the year yeah um or so show up at saint Teresa's in student of the year yeah uh 
And so, like, everyone thinks she's, like... And that's a great dance number. It is, That's yeah. a great dance number. Yeah. Everyone thinks, you know, she's this big, hot new thing. And so, you know, he immediately... You know, by fulfilling his promise to date the hottest girl in school and getting with her, he immediately, like, his social standing skyrockets. But and I guess, the film, hold the on, film is he's about, also not that rich in this movie because she has expensive tastes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't have enough money to take you out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm, re- I'm refining my thesis. Okay. Yeah, I think you might come around to mine. Okay. Uh, and over the course of the film, and especially his relationship with Treasury, he comes to understand how he treated Emery Rao and how... It's not it's not about popularity, it's not about appearances, it's about the person you actually connect with and the person you actually click with. And I think like for kind of like a, a teen romance, like that rings very true. Uh, he, you know, when like, he comes what, to this realization I mean, in the last five minutes. What do you have okay, but what do you have in ten things I hate about you? I mean, you're working from Shakespeare there. I know, but you're having the same thing where like you know, characters are dating under false pretenses, and then you know they they realize that it's not it's not about the thing they thought they wanted. It's not about the social standing they thought they wanted. It's about the it's about the people they connect with. And, and then so all that, teenage parties are inherently pretty disappointing. <laughs> so you get that with both Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger, and with um, Larissa Olenek yeah. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I still don't really like this movie, but yeah, I, I, I can see like, there's a few more layers to it, I guess. Yeah, I, don't, I think you don't like the machinations of kind of like the teen rom-com genre and like how people... Uh, like I'm sorry. I them. love Student of the Year, okay. which is this but better in every way. <laughs> this does have a really bomb uh, dance scene. There's like a dance show. They put They're putting on, on a show, yeah. Yeah, at a big kind of like inter-school competition. Got to be 14 costume changes, tons of oh, set work. It's it, great. They, you know, they really did go for it this year. They deserve the trophy. <laughs> it's great. I would really like to see Shahid Kapoor do some more dancing in in some of his like later films. Yeah, uh, because he's great. I really love Shanaz Treasury, who's uh, known as a comedian. Uh, she's really, really funny. Uh, I would like with her to see weird Sachin Tendulkar thing. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see her Marissa because she's so great in Deli Belly. But it has a fun, like youthful pop aesthetic with a lot of bright colors. Uh, it feels kind of like way too artificially clean. Yeah, uh, and I I really love Emrita Rao, and I really love her character. She kind of has this. Like this girl next door thing, but she's she's strong and she knows who she is. And I love, and this is this is ultimately why I love this movie. This is a movie where the boy has to change, but the girl doesn't. That's true. I mean, she he goes through many changes to ill effect. The problem is, he still sucks at the end. <laughs> like he's not better. I don't know. I don't like. I don't think he's a terrible guy. Like he just he's caught up in these things that ultimately don't matter. And I think, I think like he realized these things don't matter and he realizes that the most important thing in his life is Emery Rao. I don't know. It works for me. He'll turn on a dime at the, you know, any girl walking by, basically. I don't know. I think he's a dog. I don't think so. I think he really loves her. Nah. I need more convincing. All right. Well, I really enjoyed Ish Fish because that was fun. I thought it was fine. <laughs> All right. I I've think- been spoiled by better movies of this type.
my God. I think it's time to break for interval. What are we listening to, Matt? We are listening to Dante Nan from Kamene. This week on the podcast, we are sponsored by the Edmonton Public Library, who are putting on a special summer celebration that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I used to do this all the time when I was a kid. They are having a summer reading club. From June 22nd to August 24th, both adults and teens can sign up for Summer Reads 19. So read with your kids' parents. Don't forget to sign your kids up for their own version. Summer starts at EPL and read alongside them. For more information about the Edmonton Public Library's Summer Reads program, check out epl.ca slash summerreads. And we're also sponsored by longtime supporter, the Well-Endowed Podcast, part of the Edmonton Community Foundation. So on em- episode 48 of the Well-Endowed Podcast, doesn't Queen have a song about that? Chris Chang Yen Phillips finds out how Charlie Daniels stood against injustice at the Sherman Grand Theater. And Meredith Mantooth talks about how You Can Ride 2 is making uh, adaptive bikes available for kids. For more information on the Well-Endowed Podcast, check out the wellendowedpodcast.com. And for more information on the Edmonton Community Foundation, check out ecfoundation.org. So that was Dante Nan from Kamine. So Kamine translates to like mean but also like bastards scoundrels i've seen different english titles for the film bastards or scoundrels but from what i understand it translates as like mean yeah it's an indication that this movie is going to be you know getting down and dirty doing some crimes yeah and also from what i understand the the title was surprising and shocking to people really Um, yeah but visual bardwage kind of also feels like it could be used as a term of endearment we don't speak Hindi. Yeah. Just going based on what we've read. <laughs> Maybe it's like uh, the film Bastards, which I know you didn't like at all. Oh, the Claire Den- No. Yeah. Is that Claire Denis? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Hated that movie. Anyway, this is directed by Vishal Bardwaj, who we really like around these parts. You've seen a lot of... We've seen a lot of his movies. We like the Shakespeare ones. I haven't seen Pataka yet, but you, you thought it was pretty good. That was good, yeah. Yeah. So... We're generally on board with any visual bardwaj picture. Rangoon, mm-hmm. we both really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, music Sakun is, Moff was great. Sakun Moff was cool. He's always got lots of great music in the movies because yeah. he often, you know, makes it as well. Visual bardwaj is one of my guys. Yeah, he's one of my guys too, I think. Yeah. So uh, this one is kind of in the vein of like a Guy Ritchie film, I'd say. Yes, it is frequently compared to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, so this stars Shad Kapoor. Uh, Priyanka Chopra, uh, Amalek Gupta, who was the screenwriter, or he's a screenwriter. He's a screenwriter, yeah. And he plays a crime boss, and I think he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this guy rules, and he should be in, like, every Anya Kesha movie, right? Like, he would totally fit in. Yeah, so, like, he's not traditionally an actor. <laughs> he's a screenwriter. He most notably wrote Tari Zamin Par. Oh, yeah, we got to uh, watch that one. That's, that's the uh, uh, Amir Khan film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's done he's done some acting. This wasn't his uh his first role. Um, but he's I think in a Singham movie. 
Mm-hmm. But I think people think of him more as a as a screenwriter and a director Interesting. than an actor. Yeah. Anyway, I thought he was great. <laughs> uh, it also features Deb Mukherjee, Shiv Kumar Samaraniam, uh, Chandan Roy Sanyal, and Rishikesh Joshi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie was critically acclaimed, celebrated for mature themes and uh, unconventional storytelling. It was a big hit at the box office and got 11 nominations at the Film for Awards, but mm-hmm. only won one for Best Special Effects. Um, it, which, granted, you know, mm-hmm. if, it, if it's for the two shots in one spot, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, won two National Film, Fair Award, Film Awards, though, a Special Jury Award for Film Editing and Best Audiography. It's, it's really well edited, so I'm not surprised to see it won that. Especially once it gets really chaotic at the end. Yeah. yeah. So the film is set over a short period of time essentially maybe a week no maybe like a couple a, days it's like a day yeah it's 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 a day um there are some uh kind of flashbacks, flashbacks yeah. and at the end there's a flash forward but the central plot takes place over a day so there are two brothers charlie and twin brothers yes two identical twin brothers charlie and gudu uh, they haven't really spoken to each other in years. After and, an incident. <laughs> yes, after their father's death. Yeah. Um, and so at the start of the film, they're kind of in separate spaces. They're in whole other movies. Yeah, dealing Guru's with... Guru's in a social like <laughs> social interest picture, and Charlie is in a crime movie. Yeah, kind of doing their own thing. But as the film goes on, their paths cross. And so... Charlie, yeah, Charlie's a bit of a gangster. He's a, a lisp. He pronounces S's like F's. Like um, this. Like this. I will I will say, I gave Matt a look, a look for attempting a lisp. Uh, I will say that I think with some of what's going on with the language, because yeah. we don't speak Hindi, um, that aspect of the film is it's not lost on us, but it's hard to translate that. I would maybe have... One speech impediment for the two brothers. Yes. Uh, so he's... And Guru uh, stutters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Charlie uh, wants always the easy way out, way out. He wants like a get rich quick scheme. And he thinks that kind of working as a like horse racing bookie. Yeah. Like that's going to be his ticket out. He works for uh, he works for a gangster family of three Bengalis who fix races and do other crimes. Mm-hmm. But through a series of events, you know, where he kind of uh, finds himself in a larger criminal web, he ends up with a suitcase full of cocaine, which him and his younger brother. Uh, think that they can sell for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Ten crores, I believe. Meanwhile, Gudu's girlfriend, played by Priyanka Chopra, is pregnant, and we see a flashback to their night of passion. In where, a tent. Where she says that she... In a she... tent, just like in uh, Chevet. Yes. Not hovering in the air, though. Jesus. Where she says that uh, she's like an expert in home science. Well, yeah. I guess not. It's the pull-out method. You'll be fine. I guess not. And he's like an anti-AIDS activist or something. He runs like a social Yeah, group. Yeah, he's introduced with kind of this like street protest, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's pregnant and she's in, also in love with him, like madly in love with him, mm-hmm. and tries to convince him that they need to get married. And he really only relents when he finds out that her brother played by Amol Gupte, is a, like, local politician slash crime boss. I got the feeling he was, like, a gangster who's getting ready to go straight. Yes. And if if 
if he doesn't agree to this, He'll his life could be in danger. <laughs> but regardless, his life in, is in danger. So uh, after a lot of back and forth about what both of them wanted in life um, and some arguing, he relents and agrees to marry Priyanka Chopra and she plans a wedding for that evening. <laughs> Just pulls a book out of her back pocket, basically. Like, yep, we're going to have uh, the flowers yeah. over there. We're going to get this band. Yeah, puts so, it together very quickly. So this all comes to a head when Priyanka Chopra and Gudu end up on the run from her brother because her brother's not impressed, essentially, with his cast. Well, not it, it's... It's not his cast, it's more that he's an immigrant to the city, mm-hmm. and he's running on kind of an anti-immigrant uh, thing. Right. Although, there is an amazing scene when later on, once he finds out about the drugs, he's like, you know, I can work with this. I'll just <laughs> I'll just run on a like pro-immigrant basis. That, that's my new move. Yeah. Which just shows that, yeah, uh, politicians are crooked, especially this guy. So, Guru and Priyanka Chopra are on the run from his goons. Well, Charlie is on the run from the cops. The cops and the cops, bigger the, drug traffickers, too. Like, there's a whole thing going on. Yeah, because the guitar full of cocaine belonged to the cops. Yeah, it's government so cocaine. the cops end up picking up Goodoo, thinking it's Charlie. Yeah. And the goons end up going to Charlie, thinking he's Goodoo. And Classic switcheroo. Exactly. And both discover that, you know, like their twin brothers and how can they play one another against one another to yeah. get what they want. And these brothers haven't spoken in They don't years. care for each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best. This that's movie, best it really drops you in the thick of things. I'm trying to remember how much the goons were unaware that they were brothers. They figured that out really quickly. They figured it out quicker than the cops do. Yeah. The, the politician guy is very on the ball. The screenwriter of this movie drops you right in the middle of a lot of stuff happening very, very quickly. Yes. Because... Charlie's gang, we see them kind of doing some stuff with the racehorses. And then the, out of nowhere, this other subplot with undercover cops trying to sell drugs to mm-hmm. some guys from Africa, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole kind of sting operation. Uh, that is going on at the same time. And Charlie kind of accidentally wanders into it. And that kicks off this whole series of events. And, yeah, the connections between all these people come to us gradually over the course of the movie. Yeah, there are a lot of characters, and it's really frantically edited. Yeah. Uh, It's the kind of movie that I want to watch again. I I really enjoyed it, and I could tell that it was dotting all its I's and crossing all its T's. Like, everything else. Yeah, it wasn't sloppy. It was just us not being able to keep up quite as fast. Yeah, which I don't don't think is um, a problem with the film, nor do I think it's a problem with us as viewers. I think it's just, it's it's dense. Yeah. It's dense, and it's... Like a Guy Ritchie movie, you're kind of just thrown in the middle. Yeah, and I think it's enjoyable in that kind of intensity and confusion. I think... You just have to get used to the fact that you're not going to know right away what's happening and just kind of go with the flow. Yeah, I think that confusion is part of the design. That confusion kind of puts you in the space of, like, the characters and the brothers. Oh, if we spoke Hindi, we're not going to be caught up right away. Except no no no. no one's saying their names to each other. No one's saying, oh, I'm actually an undercover cop and I just shot Adil Hussein for no reason. You know, like he he pops up for a second. Yeah, it's just like what's what's going on. Yeah, here? are they in the same hotel? What's happening? And and I mean, adding to the confusion is like having one guy play two characters. Although, both with speech impediments. <laughs> yeah, both with speech impediments. Although I think you know, because this is a Shaq Kapoor's episode, we should talk about his performance. He's very good here at these. He two does brothers. a great job. I 
I want to. I wish there was a book or something explaining the making of this movie, just to mm. find out why they did the speech impediment thing. Just because it feels like a gimmick. I know that the plot for this comes out of a screenwriting workshop that Mira Nair was doing, mm-hmm. and uh, a young screenwriter kind of came up with this concept, and Vishal Bardwaj bought it from him. Like he mm. was at the workshop. And he kept thinking about it and, and eventually bought it from him. Hmm. And I then, mean, like, reworked it into a Bollywood film. It does feel like the sort of thing that would come up in a Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, people with obvious issues in a lot of those films. I guess probably to help you keep track of who's who. That's yeah. got to be it, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Pulp Fiction is another common kind of touchstone I, yeah. I, I see for this. What I find really interesting is how it maintains kind of, like, the, those central... Um, Bollywood themes and characters, you know, like it's about it crams a whole wedding. It crams two weddings in there, right? Two? Don't they? They get married once, and then the brother's going to put on another one near the end that he's going to be in control of, and then a bunch of guys with guns show up, and it goes badly. Uh, it's really only the one. Yeah, yeah. It's it crams a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, because he the brother wanted to get her married to like a local like um, land developer. Yeah. Yeah, like a land developer. There are a lot of previous examples of Bollywood films kind of about brothers and mm-hmm. and the relationship between brothers and kind identical of, twin brothers. Well, <laughs> sometimes identical, not necessarily always. This one does not do it does a switcheroo in the sense that the wrong brothers get picked up, but they mm-hmm. never pretend to be each other, which mm-hmm. I was disappointed by. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's another classic trope. Yeah, but I think that kind of that that trope of the two brothers trying to kind of find their way in a kind of corrupt system that's, you know, kind yeah. of trying to trying to get at them. Gunde, kind of like that. You also have Amar Sholay is like Sholay. that. Sholay. Oh, uh, and Amar Akbar Anthony. Yeah. Um, was probably the best version of this where, you know, you have the different religions uh, bringing these guys up. But it's, it's nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. If you have two kids who are basically the same, one of them ends up in a crime family and one of them ends up in social activism, what happens? And can yeah. can they play in the other one's uh, social sphere? And that idea of the family unit being kind of splintered, kind of separated, mm-hmm. and the film kind of having to get them back together. We, we see that a lot in a lot of older Bollywood films. So it, it's very much, I think, playing with... Bollywood themes and kind of well-trodden Bollywood kind of characters and plot concepts, but in a completely like new and exciting and different way. That Priyanka Chopra, excellent work in this movie. Oh yeah, and she initially didn't want to take this role. This might be one of the roles where she's really had to act harder. <laughs> like apparently, her voice became hoarse from screaming so much. Yeah, because. Sister to crime lord slash politician who wants to get married after a lot of premarital sex, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a little bit out of her wheelhouse. Like, oh, man, we need to go back to um, one of her first roles. Oh, What's Your Rashi? No, Etraz, which we haven't seen. But this is... a villain. But in What's Your Rashi, she played 12 different characters. Yeah. So maybe this is a bit of a throwback to that, except he's doing it. But like, I think What's Your Rashi might have came out after this, I'm not sure. Oh, but... Like, this is kind of out of her wheelhouse, and she did a great job. I wish she did more movies like this. Mm. Yeah, she, she, she certainly has the range, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, like, it's so it's so well shot. It's a lot of night-for-night photography. A lot of, a hand. Lot of rain. 
handheld, a lot of handheld, like running around, right there in the middle of it. The um, the song we played, yeah, there was. It's in a club, and it's one of the only times that a Bollywood club banger has actually like been shot. What it's like in a club, yeah, dark and kind of grimy, and um, like the lights are very playing around, and yeah, it's really well executed. Yeah, I I really like this moment. Yeah, it's so well edited edited to kind of navigate across all these different characters and and these different settings and kind of have it all converge and and make sense yeah um there's also this like um kind of like there's these fantasy sequence that charlie sees with money which is interesting look like so we see a shot of him like running with horses and And he's got blinders blinders on He's got no shirt on. He keeps seeing in his in his mind. He sees the betting window that he's going to buy. Yeah, and and then there's another point where like he's seeing like money fall from the sky. And this is interesting because why is this interesting? I don't know why is this interesting. Typically, you know, you might have a gangster character talk about how he's got a dream, Mm. but we don't often see this realized pictorially. Mm. So it's interesting to see a kind of you know down and out criminal type. Whose, whose inner soul is actually being shown to us visually. Like, he knows it's just going to be like a betting window. Mm-hmm. But to him, it, it means escape. And, you know, he doesn't have to run in with the horses in the uh, race anymore. He can, you know, leave the track, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really nice to see that sort of character, who's not often explored that way, who gets to see that. Like, you don't get to see the inside of Guru's brain. No. You just get to see Charlie's, and he's the unlikely one of the pair. Yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah, I think that's fair. So in conclusion, Kamine, really good. Yeah. Uh, watch it twice. I would definitely watch it again. I really want to see it again. Yeah. Uh, could, I think I would appreciate it even more the second time around. But I, I did. I loved it. it it's really nice good. to see a uh, Hindi crime picture not be three hours long. Mm-hmm. As much as I like <laughs> your Gangs of Wasipur, your Daddies, those sort of big epic ones, this really condensed version is also really cool. Ends in yeah. an awesome great big gunfight too very chaotic and uh you know well realized we haven't even mentioned how noir it is yeah there's definitely shot like a 90s film noir so it's got a lot of great yeah it's got a lot of great uh aspects yeah and also kind of about how like these these dopes get caught up in things Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, it's great pun not intended all right, so that brings us to Mossam, which means season. It came out in 2011. Uh, we chose this film because it's directed by Pankaj Kapoor, Shahid Kapoor's father. Uh, stars Shah Kapoor, Sonu Kapoor, Anupam Kher, and Supriya Pathak, who also happens to be happens to be Pankaj Kapoor's wife. Uh, so she would be Shah and Kapoor's, sister to Ratna. Yes, yeah. yep, and she would be Shahid Kapoor's stepmother. So that means that Ratna Pathak is his aunt. A uh, step aunt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I don't. And that means that Nazaruddin Shah is his step-uncle. Yes, I guess. Interesting. Yes. I mean, if you're going to... Hollywood, pick, everyone's related. Well, if you're going to pick a filmy family to, you know, marry into, that's a pretty good one. Do you think so? They've got a great history of acting behind them, and in art movies, well, not so much in Well, you send your films. kudos to Mira Rashput. Yeah. I'll send, I'll send a high five to Pankaj Kapoor. Way to go. You married the right lady. Eventually. Oh, you're saying Pakaj Kapoor married into the right family. Yeah, he married into the Shah Pathak, you know, okay. uh, nexus. Okay. Good job. Uh, I wish he'd made a better movie is the problem. So it took two years to film. Uh, it received mostly positive reviews, but it flopped at the box office. Why do you think that is? 
because it's dull. It's so long and boring. And it's kind of ridiculous. I don't know. I think this film's really uneven. Uh, I'll describe it. Okay, so. It's like two hours and 40 minutes, too. I think it's the longest. We didn't know. And the seasons, four of them, are spaced out very strangely. Yeah. If you have a two hour and 40 minutes film, that's 120, that's 160 minutes. Mm -hmm. Why not do 40 minutes on each one rather than like an hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then whatever the <laughs> whatever the result of that is. I'm not good at math. But uh, Shah Kapoor plays Harry, who is an archetypal village layabout who everyone likes. It's a village in Punjab. Yeah. And, and this, I don't want to say, the photography in this film is incredible, especially this kind of opening 40 minutes in Punjab. Yeah, and you watch a lot of Punjabi films, and you said that this is very much in keeping with, like, rustic, you know, village and, you know, well-meaning movie. Yeah, it's not as kind of um, broad and slapsticky as mm-hmm. Punjabi movies. There is a fat be. guy that I make fun of a lot. But yeah, yeah, it's a bit more naturalistic. It's very pastoral. Yeah, uh, but his his pastoral uh, like, livelihood is shattered when Sonam Kapoor shows up. Uh, Sonam Kapoor, her family is running away from Kashmir. They're mm-hmm. refugees from... This is 92, I think it starts in. Mm-hmm. So increased tensions in Kashmir in 1992. She's running away from... And her, her, she's come to her... I think it's her aunt's place in Palakot, which mm-hmm. is the Punjabi town. Shah Kapoor is immediately smitten with her. Uh, she laughs when he gets mud on his face, as did we all. <laughs> um, and the movie is about these two people coming in and out of each other's lives in a world where the concerns of people like them are not taken into account. Mm-hmm. There's large sociopolitical backdrop that keeps interfering with their lives. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it eventually flashes forward, what, like seven years later? Seven years later. Harry has joined the Air Force, and Asana Kapoor, her family... Has moved l- to Scotland. Moved, yeah, they moved to Scotland... Her uncle's there. Her uncle lives there. Yeah, he runs a he runs a uh, uh, cashmere sort of store, and that, that's Andrew Pumker. Yeah, sells cashmere goods. Um, and when you know Shah Kapoor is in station in Scotland, learning how to fly fighter planes better, yeah. and he runs into Sonam Kapoor, who is dressed as a 17th century <laughs> dandy and selling tickets to Mozart concert. Yeah, and working at this store that her uncle owns. Uh, this is probably the best part of the movie, I think. You like the pastoral um, Punjabi stuff. I like this kind of pretentious, but also just nicely shot, you know, romance happening in Scotland. Yeah, it's, it's shot in Edinburgh. It looks great. Yeah. Um, He's wearing his uniform. He looks good. She's wearing nice dresses. It was very enjoyable. It reminded me of the beginning parts of Beffa Cray, but not without all the, like, kind of fun and jokes. It's more just, like... Or like Adil Haimashkul or a couple others, just like a, a handsomely photographed love story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say that kind of once <laughs> once a war breaks out and Shahi Kapoor has to return to India to you know be a part of that, things just start to take a turn for the ridiculous. Sonam Kapoor ping pongs across the globe at least like five or six times. Yeah. And so it starts to become just kind of, it starts to become tiresome as there's just a series of missed connections 
and no one leaves and a forwarding address. And stupid decisions. Yeah, they should have called this movie Forwarding Address, by the way. Um, I know that cell phones... Leave a forwarding address. Yeah, cell phones were not you know, super popular in 1992, but in 1999, people had cell phones. And you could send an email or you could do something I mean, rather we, than like moving two weeks before the other person shows up and then, oh, sad. We didn't have cell phones in 99, but we had email for sure. Yeah, I had an email address. I got my first I got my first cell phone in like 2003 or so, yeah. so about four years later. But um, this movie progresses almost all the way up until 2004 when they could have found each other on Facebook. And then the last section just... It's just ridiculous. Like it just. Well, with the third, and, the the third section, um, he's at war. He gets injured, yeah. uh, flying his plane, and gets through physiotherapy, all this stuff, and it culminates <laughs> in him going to visit his family <laughs> in Switzerland, and seeing uh, Sonia Kapoor waiting for a train. Sure, that's fine. Romantically, he runs all the way there to f- try and find her. She's on a train. He's able to get on the train somehow doesn't mm-hmm. matter he is literally standing in front of the love of his life who is with a man and a child yeah and he's been spending the past seven years trying to get in touch with oh, her more find her <laughs> longer oh yeah this is after september 11th so yeah. this is this has been at least nine years that yeah. this has been going on standing right there doesn't say anything <laughs> like an idiot i mean it's been nine years even if that she is madly in love with this man, has this child, couldn't be happier. It's been nine years. Couldn't right. you just like have an awkward situation and like say, oh, hi, it's me, Harry. Do you remember me? Rather than standing there and then spending another three years moping. It's an awkward situation. You got shot down in a fighter plane, bro. Yeah, and he thinks that she thinks that he's dead, which she does. But... And so he thinks that she's moved on. They're like, it's, yeah, it's just a series of misunderstandings and miscommunications. But then after that, like the last section of the film, so they're in, where they're in a, at a wedding. It's in a menabout, isn't it? Yes. That's ridiculous. There's a big riot that happens. And again, I'm sure the riot actually happened. This is kind of a condensed version of, you know, big events from Indian history from yeah. 1992 to present day. And they're caught up in, you know, a riot and people are getting killed and stuff. Uh, his hand doesn't work, his right hand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you're probably not going to watch this movie, so he eventually <laughs> has to... How do you know they're not going to watch? I don't think we're doing a great job of telling them why they should. Um, he eventually has to... It is they, eight years old. They go to a... He, they run away from rioters. They end up at a carnival. Uh, he frees a horse that's from a stable that's on fire. Sure. Then he climbs up the side of a uh, Ferris wheel. One-handed. Sa- one-handed to save a small girl who's stuck up there with her dead mother. Uh, they both fall off the Ferris wheel, but he catches her in midair with his non-working hand. It's ridiculous. It, it takes such a turn for the crazy at the end. Yeah. That it, it squanders the goodwill of the first half of the movie. The first half of the movie I thought was fine. Yeah, and that's the problem with the film. It's not that like you and I can't dis- suspend our disbelief. We, we watch all sorts of ridiculous movies all the time, and we're able to get along with it. Even if like, oh, this moment of heroism, he has to use his hand that you know, yeah. disfigured by war, he's able to grab this child or whatever. That was fine, but just the build up to that, and you know, the poorly executed special effect, and the just over the top nature of this conflict and stuff. Well, and it's I too just, much. I think I think the tone of the film it it starts out as a lot more naturalistic, and as it goes on, it just becomes like through these plot machinations, just like really 
ridiculous. It made New York look subtle. Yeah, and and by the time you get to the end with this kind of crazy finale, I just kind of I'd really lost my patience for it. We didn't we got through the third season and then realized like, oh man, there's forty more minutes of this. What how many more times could they not see each other and like just barely miss each other? I also don't think that Shah Kapoor and Sonu Kapoor have no relation, obviously. They're barely in the um, same shots all the time. It's the second season where they're often with each other, but for most of the movie, this chemistry is non-existent because they're never in the same room. Yeah, like, they're together for the same half, but I don't think they do a good enough job in that first half of, like, convincing you how madly in love they are that you feel the pains of their separation. Like, that's that's how a movie like this works, right? And Son of Kapoor a, has so many... you just desperately want them to get back together. And Son of Kapoor has so many other stressors in her life to make her sad, rather than Harry being gone. Yeah. Like, her uncle disappears, father dies, Kashmir... You know, eventually Harry's in the Air Force worried about that. He gets shot down, thinks he's dead. Like, she's got so many other things to be sad about that it's difficult to tell why she's sad at any particular point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. This felt like him trying to do a Lutera or something. Like, you know, a classic love story that, you know, is set against a historical, in this case, recent historical backdrop. And has elements of religion and mm-hmm. nationalism and all this stuff that works together to keep these lovers apart. But it does not succeed at all mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah, like I can see I can see that there's a good film at the center of this, you know, just yeah, like this the these two people who are madly in love and you know, and, and are passionate, but you know, circumstances keep them keep them apart they're lovers in a dangerous time exactly like i love that concept and i love many other films that kind of utilize that concept well this just doesn't work for me and i think i i don't think sona kapoor is great here like i I find her rather uneven and i just she can only look out windows being sad so much yeah like she looks great but i just i didn't get i didn't get any kind of uh, i didn't get the emotions i needed from her performance that's why the pardon skyline is the best because she's having fun. She's yep. being a dancer. She's got a job. That's she true. she falls in love with a guy and they have like nice dates and stuff. That's entertaining. Her moping around the rest of the time and, you know, having sad stuff happen to her. There's only so long the, that's interesting for. Her. And that's that's fair. Sonam Kapoor is best when she's kind of doing like stuff like Aisha and Viridi Wedding or yeah. or even Dolly Ki Dolly when she's when she's having fun. Yeah. Um, or something like Nirja, where, you know, she's... She's definitely not having fun. She's but, not having fun, but she's, like, she's, like... She's, she's active. She's active, exactly. She's a very passive Here, character. she's very passive. She gets shuttled around. her. <laughs> Let me see if I can remember all the places. So, Kashmir to Punjab. Yeah. Punjab to Scotland. Yeah. Scotland to Punjab. Yeah. Punjab to Ahmedabad. Then I think... I think she goes to the States for a while. Her uncle's son is there. Yeah, she does eventually go to the States briefly. And then they come back. They go to Switzerland. Then they go back to Scotland. <laughs> then they go back to Punjab. Yeah, then she- they go to Ahmedabad. And that's the end of the movie. She's got so many frequent flower points. <laughs> yeah, potentially. <laughs> uh, I will say one of the things I did like about this film is that um, it's never really an issue with either family. I mean, Shah Kapoor's mother is no longer in the picture. He mostly has his sister, Pamela. His mother um, is not in the picture, 
And we find out five minutes before the ending that she died during sectarian violence in a riot. Yes. I'm just like, wow, this riot really reminds me of the riot when my mother died. She was stabbed 30 times. Boy, that was sad. Anyway, see you at the movies, folks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could've, they could have done that in a different order. It's so weird. I don't know if there was if there was references to that earlier in the film that we were supposed to pick up on based on kind of context that we didn't, that went yeah. over our heads. So there, it might have not been It just that seemed like surprising. a crazy drop at the end. Like, man, this sure does suck. Yeah, I I suspect that there was something earlier in the film that we didn't put, pick up on just because of, um, you know, different cultural contexts. We might we're not, not yeah. as familiar with the history of the region. We might not have heard about some... Uh, violence that happened in Punjab or something. Yeah, yeah. So he mostly has a sister, Pamo. Um, Sonu Kapoor, you know, she, she mostly has her father and her her aunt and this kind of, you know, this this group of people that are helping her. She's she's Muslim. Uh, Shah Kapoor is Sikh. I don't know if we got that across. And this also um, doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's... Everyone's was, fine with that, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is one of the things I actually like about the film is that, like, no one makes a big deal out of them falling in love being from different religions. Or different, um, you know, parts of the world. No. Social strata. He's yeah. in the army. She does all kinds of different so, things. Like, Mostly works in stores. Like, it's... There's lots of the typical reasons why people are kept apart in these sorts of movies don't matter. It's yeah. It's literally them being acted upon by the forces of history. Exactly. The, the, the families accept their love. And obviously, like, those forces of history do reflect back on their religions Mm -hmm. um but i I did like that uh and i i do kind of like there's this girl in the village um when the film opens who has like a huge crush on jai kapoor and essentially thinks that she's gonna marry him just like english fish yeah and jai kapoor like totally abuses that harry like uses that to his advantage being a bratty dickhead much like we talked about earlier gets free meals out of her and stuff and for all of his cronies later on in the film there's a great scene where um, even though she's married and has a kid, uh, she gets... She's still DTF, she, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. She essentially outright says it to Shia Kapoor at some point, like, I'd still run away with you, Harry. Yeah. Um, but she she gets her comeuppance and she, like, burns the letter of where Soto Kapoor has gone. To, yeah. Gone. So if you ever find yourself in a situation where you meet the love of your life and... Don't cir- trust... Don't trust your the girl you've been uh, catching free meals off for decades. Yeah. And also, um, just definitely like leave a forwarding address every time you move. Like if it's such a big part of your life, get that, an oh, email. Or if if it's such a big part of your life that oh my lost love, you know when will they ever find me? I look out the window, you know worrying about them and wondering what's up. Like if you ever move, like leave a note. <laughs> Tell the person who takes your spot. Like hey if. The love of my life comes. Can you let him know I moved to, I don't know, Punjab again? Wherever it is she goes. Okay. How about um, Shahid Kapoor's performance? We haven't really talked about that. He's fine. Yeah, he's kind of. Yeah. He's. They're I both think, pretty flat. I think it's a it's a very sharp transition from like lovable neighborhood scamp to Top Gun to Top Gun. <laughs> he's good at that. He like he's decent at both of them. He's the progression is not entirely there. It didn't feel like the same character to me, and that yeah. was kind of an issue that I had. But he is good at both of them. I would totally see him in like a Top Gun film. <laughs> I would watch him as a village scamp. He's fine at either of them. Yeah. When I he's sl- kind of doing a village scamp thing in um oh that movie with Randy Mukherjee where they play cricket. Oh, uh, Dibble Hanapa. Yeah, he's a bit of a village scamp there. Kinda. Yeah, he was good in that. Yeah. Um. Or maybe he's got scamp qualities there. He was a cricketer. He's a he's a he's a brat. Yeah. He's good at that. Um, when I saw the dev- when I saw the uh, um, 
description of this movie. I thought this was going to be if uh, Ishkvishk is his uh, Kuch Kuch Hodahe. I thought this would be their Virzara. Yeah. You know, it's it's about lovers trapped apart, but it's definitely not political. Definitely not as much stuff that goes on in Virzara. I think it's somewhat political. But I think that the the way that you see Shaurik being a village scamp turned rescue pilot makes a lot more sense. Like, his character is consistent throughout as someone who wants to help people, someone who has a family who essentially started their own village and are living gods, and then going on to becoming this, you know, super sacrificing great guy. Mm-hmm. And this is just like, I knew that he was waiting for a letter for some reason, and I knew it was to join the army because I read the description, but he didn't seem particularly patriotic. He didn't seem mm-hmm. like he wanted to fly airplanes because he liked airplanes. He flies a kite at one point. But it's just like, okay, uh, I guess that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not the sort of person to rewrite a screenplay, but I would maybe, like, I don't know, put a toy airplane on his desk or something so we know wh- why he's interested in that. <laughs> Big poster on his wall. <laughs> that says airplanes. Of Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. No, it's the movie Airplane. He loves it. <laughs> uh it it is beautifully shot. It yes, that is the great. saving grace of this film. Yeah. It looks amazing. Aside from some of the special effects near the end, it does look and beautiful. The- the ill-fated mission into Kashmir, I think it was, yeah. where he blows up his plane. Uh, that looked really bad. Yeah. It looked like, um, kind of like they were just moving pictures of an airplane by something. <laughs> it looked pretty mediocre, but yeah, you don't you don't go into this to see um, special effects, although... The location shooting is really beautiful. The location shooting is really beautiful, and also the exploding at the carnival... You know, there's a lot of explosions and fire at the carnival. <laughs> they saved their money for that scene. Fair enough. That's probably why it took two years to film. It's like, oh, wait. we almost got this movie done. We got to we gotta save up some money and blow up this carnival. It this took, dark carnival of freaks. It took That's two, a shout out back to uh, the Aladdin episode. It took two years to film because Sonic Kapoor got sick. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. No. Huh. Well, I'm really bummed out now. I'm glad <laughs> well, she's doing better. Yeah. Uh, Masam, it's... I, I certainly think there's there's some craft here. I saw what they were going for. It just doesn't come together. If it had been only two hours, maybe. And I, I think I think it needs to there needs to be more passion between the two lovers. I just you know, there's there's some kind of nice courtship scenes where uh Pamo, Harry's sister, has fallen asleep, and Harry's like writing notes to Ayat. That was good. Passing them to her. Yeah. And then like they're always caught in the rain, so they're both like there's both kind of like a moment where they're caught in the rain in Punjab, and then a moment where they're caught in the rain in Edinburgh. Just like in Boggy, and, she's only happy when it rains. Yeah. And people are always have having to like pack up and move very very quickly. Like that always happens all of a sudden. But like I can see what they were going for. I just I didn't feel I didn't feel the the, the attraction of one another. I didn't feel the pull. And so like yeah. you know, you, you want these characters to be like magnets. You wanna feel yes. like that force pulling them back together and say what you I, will about ADLI Mushkel, a movie we have said lots about. It <laughs> is we've un- never done an episode on it. It is undeniable that Rambir Kapoor's character is Completely head over heels with uh, Anushka Sharma. She's not into it. Yeah. But, like, if you want people swanning about in European locales, that did it better. Fair enough. And Ashwarya Rai's in it, so it's automatically just better. Fair. <laughs> well, Ashwarya Rai is the uh, 
richest poet I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Like I said, um, we'll have some more thoughts about Kabir Singh in our next episode. I'm going to have to go see it, I guess. (laughs) Because our next episode is going to be our mid-year review where we're going to discuss all of the major uh, Hindi releases that have come out since January. Like Bharat. Yes. And Budla. And... Kabir Singh and Sancheria, which rules. Yeah, it's going to be January to June. Uh, so um, in previous years, we've done both a year-end wrap-up episode and a mid-year episode. So our year-end wrap-up episode doesn't end up being huge. Unfortunately, last year, due to some uh, personal matters, we weren't able to do our mid-year wrap-up. But we're doing it again this year because our last year, our year-end wrap-up ended up being insane. It was like three hours long. we missed our mid-year wrap-up. We hope so, you guys actually like this sort of thing. I mean, it's it's movies that you're presumably more likely to have seen than a weird Shia Kapoor movie from eight years ago that everyone forgot about. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. topical. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be out in about three weeks. Um, we got to go watch some movies. Yeah, we have to watch some movies. And also we are taking a vacation. So we're taking a week off of like our actual day jobs as well as podcasting. Though yeah. we might watch some movies. So if you've seen the movie 8x10 Tesvier, and why haven't you, honestly, it's pretty <laughs> good. Uh, you'll recall that Akshay Kumar plays a forest ranger in Banff National Park. Mm-hmm. Guess where we're going. Uh, Just outside Banff <laughs> to Kenmore. Yeah, we probably will go into Banff. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we are definitely going into Banff because we have dinner reservations in Banff. Yeah, so if if there's a scene from 8x10 Tasvir or like a mountain or something that you liked, send us a tweet and we'll try and reenact a, a picture of, I guess, me pretending to be a park ranger with photo powers. I'm, I don't really remember everything that happened in that movie, but it was intense. I mean, it's also the setting for a lot of scenes in um, Koimal Gaia as well. Oh yeah, we'll see Jadu. He, he, got, he retired and he lives there now, so yeah. we'll go visit his place. That's all I got. Yeah. So, yeah, we are going to be taking a week off. Uh, so we're only going to have one episode out in July, but it's going to be a banger. It's going to be a humdinger. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, send us your Banff travel requests to at BollywoodPod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm also there at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. If you're a fan of the show, uh, please consider leaving us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we haven't had a review in a while, but we do read them out on air, and it would be great to have a new one. Uh, you know, it's very encouraging for us. These Biffle points aren't going to give themselves, so, you know, you want some. You know how well, to do it. you are at Apple Podcasts leaving us that review. You can also subscribe to my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art and the Movies. We just did an episode about Child's Play and Toy Story, and so it's very topical. Both movies about a kid named Andy who has a toy that's very important to him. Yes, toys that come to life. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. We- you can hear Matt Wichuk's crazy rantings about, uh, <laughs> like, why do the toys pretend not to be alive? Yeah. I don't think he ever considered it's a movie. Yeah. We would like to thank Becca Dalkey for our fantastic logo that uh, we all adore. He's a good boy. Such a good boy. And uh, yeah, that that does it. Yeah, we'll see you in like three weeks. Uh, I got to go watch Kabir Singh, sounds like. Are you going to? Probably. You're going to watch it for the episode? I mean, it's a huge hit and everyone's talking about it and you hated it. All right, go watch it. I don't know. Maybe I have to stick up for it. Maybe maybe it's good. All right. You've heard it on this podcast. Matt's going to do it. Yeah. 
Um, also got to watch Luca Chupi. Yeah, Luca Chupi's fun. Yeah, so I'm, I'm close. There's only a couple more that I got to watch. Are you going to watch Told Them All? No, that looks <laughs> shitty. But Ma- Madre Diction looks great. She's so gorgeous. I'll just forward to her scenes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>